Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
A great miracle happened in a faraway ancient land. Great warriors, the Maccabees, decided to take a stand and fought their fight with passion. For their cause was a righteous one, that their people should be respected till the last battle was won. Light the candle of freedom, light the candle of hope, illuminating generations that every girl and boy know that once there was a people. For the right to be free, and that is just what Hanukkah means to me. When the battle was over and the war was won, the people gathered to give thanks for all that God had done. But the temple was in ruins; only one tiny candle remained. But miraculously, that flame burned for eight nights and days. Light the candle of freedom, light the candle of hope, illuminating generations. Let every girl and boy know that once there was a people who fought for the right to be. That is just what Hanukkah means to me. There are miracles in our lifetime can be hard for us to perceive. They beat off to handle. Look at those candles and you just gotta believe.
J.M. in the A.M. There we go. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Definitely something with my headphones. I don't know what it is. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much because then listener Zev might attribute the uh, the problem I'm having with the volume of the headphones to my age. And who would want to go through that again? <laughs> anyway, J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. It is a Thursday, and guess what? It's a very special Thursday. It is Erev Chanukah. Uh, let's see. It's the 7th of December. Happy birthday, Mendy Erez. It is Pearl Harbor Day. For those of you who remember December the 7th of 1941. What is that, 83 years? 82 years. Wow. Wow. It's a long time ago. Uh, it is day number 24 in the month of Kislev. You know what that means. We're at Erev Chanukah, Tavshin Pei Dalet. Erev Chanukah. Five seven eight four, and when we leave the air this morning at nine a.m., uh, it'll be within the hour that people in Israel start lighting the Chanukiah, the Chanukah candles, the Chanukah menorah, and we will officially kick off this holiday. We have a special uh, kickoff coming up later on today. I assume it'll be, I guess, toward the end of the day, probably around five p.m. We'll have a major announcement about our fundraiser as a Chanukah gift to us. Some very generous donors have established a $100,000 match. Now, it's not in effect right now. It's not in effect right now. But starting tonight, anybody who gives um, to our campaign, the donation will be automatically doubled, which is pretty amazing. So details later on, I assume, on social media. i got to figure out exactly how we're announcing all of this and then tomorrow morning of course first day of Hanukkah I'll have all the details for you right here at JM and the AM you know how it is during our fundraising season Fridays are very very active to say the least anyway it's Erev Hanukkah tonight we'll start saying Al Hanisim uh, tonight we will light the first of the Hanukkah candles on the Hanukkiah tonight many will uh, play dreidel many will uh, enjoy some latkes some potato pancakes Many will enjoy some sufganiyot, some delicious donuts, ranging in price from, I don't know, 50 cents to $50. <laughs> we should, we, if we had the staff, we would, send out, we would send out a team to find out where these most expensive donuts are. Because I, I have been informed already of some $8, $9, $10 donut places. I mean, you know, they're not your average donut, but I don't know if it deserves to be 10 bucks. But anyway. It is Hanukkah after all, so I guess everybody has to enjoy the way they enjoy. Uh, anyway, so tomorrow's Erev Hanukkah. It's also Erev Shabbos Hanukkah. Rare that Vayeshev is Shabbos Hanukkah and Miketz is not. Usually, if Vayeshev is Shabbos Hanukkah, it means there are two Shabbatot Hanukkah. But not this year. First day is Friday, last day is Friday, and the only Shabbos Hanukkah will be tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Parshas Vayeshev. Anyway, that's the story with Hanukkah 5784, and I hope all of you are in a festive mood. Now, it is hard and it is difficult to be in a completely festive mood when we, when, when we await 138 of our brothers and sisters and people associated with our community who are being held by the enemy. And as we read more and more about what the hostages have gone through, one can only imagine how these 138 are being treated now for over two months. 
It's interesting. Uh, Rabbi, I heard Rabbi Przanski, who's been with us on the air uh, over the last couple of months, a couple of times. I heard him discussing whether it is a um, it is proper to temper our Hanukkah celebrations in light of the fact that our brothers and sisters are being held by the enemy. And I've asked him to join us tomorrow morning here at JM and M, and he will, please God, uh, to address this issue and uh, other issues that we should be thinking about as we walk into Hanukkah five seven. Eight, four. So hopefully that'll be uh, a conversation for tomorrow. I hope you'll be tuned in. There's nothing like Erev Hanukkah with us here at JM in the AM. Don't forget the Erev Shabbos Hanukkah show with uh, Mark Zamek coming up at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That'll be replayed at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow. Again, no better way to get into Hanukkah, no better way to get into Shabbos Hanukkah than with us here at JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. A special hello. Let me make sure I have this city right. Let me make sure I have the city right. There is somebody in our audience, someone very, very dear to us. I mean, somebody who has become such an amazing close friend over the years. He's in Milano. He is in Milano asking for some Hanukkah Chazanis music. <laughs> I was actually going to play the Maisha Aisher uh, Hanukkah party selection, but I didn't get to it yet. Um, so Milano over there in Europe. I wonder if he's going to be back here for lighting. It's possible if someone gets on a plane now from Europe, they could be back tonight. I remember when we were in Paris on Hanukkah, I flew like, um, must have been like around noontime and uh, and made it home in order to light candles because, you know, the clock goes the other way. Huh. Anyway, just speculating here. Micha Garriman had the Hanukkah medley, Alanisim done by the Amude Sheish Boys Choir. That's the one that everybody knows. Hanukkah song from Jonathan Rimberg, Miami with Light Up the Nights and the Hanukkah selection. Brand new Ellie Marcus with Chasof, words we'll say tonight. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. So welcome to a Thursday. Welcome to an era of Hanukkah. Later this morning, we get the opportunity for a really, really nice doubleheader. A really nice doubleheader. Those of you in our audience who appreciate the uh, author interviews that we do here on the air, our friends at Art Scroll have provided two fabulous guests for us. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein has written a book about Rabbi Meir Balhanes. Uh, it is entitled Rabbi Meir Balhanes and the Eternal Children of Hashem. The Worldview, the Tanner of Meir and Hashem's Infinite Love for the Jewish People. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, by the way, I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously preparing questions for this conversation. So much is so relevant for today. Now, I know that one would say, what do you mean? It's relevant for, for all time. I know. But with some of the things that the Jewish people are going through right now, so much really, really relevant stuff. So we'll talk about that already. Right. Daniel Gladstein is going to join us here at JM in the AM. And then at 8.30, our dear friend uh, Yisrael Besser has written a brand new book entitled Be'ahava Beni. Rabbi Yechiel ben Sion Fishoff, a story of dignity, generosity, wisdom, and warmth. And uh, Rabbi Besser, of course, has written many biographies and many about community leaders who've been very involved over the uh, decades. And uh, Benny Fishoff, uh, for those of you who have heard the name, uh, you know what kind of impact he had in the Jewish communal life. Uh, if you've never heard the name, stay tuned. Uh, it's a book worth reading. All these books that have inspiring stories about about giving and leading and being there for others, 
uh, are so important, and this is another one in that type of uh, genre. So two great authors in the 8 o'clock hour. Go to artscroll.com, order all the brand-new material, and don't forget, always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. It uh, affords you a major discount and free shipping on no matter how much you order. All right, here we go. It's a JM in the AM, Erev Hanukkah morning with our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind. During this uh, very challenging 5784, um, we, we, we are uh, constantly swimming in the, uh, in the pool of brand new music. I mean, it's amazing how many brand new selections come out every single day, especially when there's a, a yunta for a chag coming up. So you can imagine how much uh, brand new material we've been getting uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, regarding the holiday of Hanukkah. This is from Yoi Muchnik. It's a song entitled Light, Light, Light. Oh, did we lose our connection? Uh, hang on a second. That is the worst when that happens. Um, yeah, technology is not always, you know, <laughs> technology is not always the way you want it. Um, let's see here. We should be connected again to our music very, very soon, I hope. Um, yeah, in fact, here we go. That should do it. So this is a brand new one. It's called Light, Light, Light. And uh, it is done by a gentleman named Yoi Muchnik. And you're listening to an Erev Hanukkah edition of JM in the AM. I put on my fedora. It's time to light menorah. Hanukkah has come at last. Family surrounds the joy and the sounds. Together we connect to our past. I'm making holy light, vanishing the night. My soul is on overdrive. We dance around the flames, playing lots of games, grooving to this awesome vibe. None game will hate, hate, show the world we're here to stay. None game will hate, hate, but she has coming any day. So light. we 
I take a look around More light comes to me Try to be just like Hashem Who's giving always I'll never be the same again I'm changing my ways Live, live to give When my life is about giving That's when I'm really living I feel the lift As I live, live to give Life is a gift When I try to begin sharing, that's when I start caring I made a switch, now I live, live to give Oh, 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 בלב כותב לי, אבל אם הפיץ סביב יזרח החופית, והשם תוכה ידו תמיד נותן לו, אני רוצה להשתנות, להיות כמוהו. חי, חי לתת, כן ככל שיותר נותנים גובר הטעם בחיים, אל תתלבט, כי כדאי תמיד לתת. שום ספק, כי כשמעצמי נותן אני מתוכניע היום שלי חש באמת שאני חי לתת
Wa 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 w
Yisrael Meth and Rafi Suss. They're scheduled to join us at some point tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast. It's Arab Hanukkah. That's uh, Al Hanisim. Words we start saying tonight. Waiting for Hanukkah done by Naftali Blumenthal. You heard Ari Goldwag with Live to Give. Mo's tour was the New York Boys Choir, the light, light selection. Yoey Muchnik, brand new here at JM and the AM. And what I love about that song, of course, is that it uh, refers to the dreidel as Nais Gadol Hayapo, Nun Gimel Hey Pei. Nun Gimel Hey Pei. Make sure if you're a, uh, a teacher, a rebbe, a rabbi, a leader, a parent, make sure you know or make sure I should say that you're Students and children know that the uh, the dreidel is nun gimel hey pei neskadol hayapo. Outside of Israel, it's nun gimel hey shin neskadol hayasham. I'm assuming it's the same rules, your basic um, dreidel rules. I'm assuming. When you gather tonight for the big uh, dreidel game, make sure you establish what it is that uh, you get or give when you get a nun or a gimel or a hay or a shin or a pay, whatever it is. Make sure that's established up front. <laughs> we want all dreidel games to be regulated properly. Uh, and, of course, at the same time, make sure you have some latkes, maybe some applesauce on them, maybe some sour cream. Make sure you have some sufgani oats, some delicious donuts. You don't want Hanukkah to pass by without having done all of the required practices for the holiday, obviously. It's Erev Hanukkah. We'll begin saying al tonight. Tomorrow is Friday. Erev Shabbos Hanukkah here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in and join us for all the action. Today, it's Mark Zamek's presentation of 
the Erev Shabbos Hanukkah show, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It'll be replayed at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow. And it is, of course, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, who wish everybody a Chag Urim Sameach, a Freilich and Hanukkah, a happy Hanukkah to all. And we thank them for being such a backbone of support for us and everything that we do here. So that's coming up tonight, 7 p.m. with the Arab Shabbos Hanukkah show. Uh, thank you, Mark Zamek. Full schedule today, including Yossi's Wagon, a Thursday live lunch for an Arab Hanukkah from 11 until 1 Eastern time. Make sure to tune in. Join Yossi for that. Tonight, after the Arab Shabbos Hanukkah show, it's Tani Talks Parsha with Tani Gutterman, Parsha's Vayeshev. Oh, there's a lot of programming. And, of course, 6.30 p.m. tonight, before the Arab Shabbos show, it's a Simon Jacob and the Kosher Terroir, all about kosher wine. We are filled with amazing and incredible programming, I'm proud to say. Galait Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Tov from Jam in the Amp. הותר לפרסום שמו של חלל צהל רב סמל במילואים מאור גרשוני בן 24 מיוקנעם עילית. מפקד לוחם בחטיבת עציוני נפל אתמול בקרב בצפון רצועת עזה. הודעה נמסרה למשפחתו. בכך על המספר החללים ברצועה מאז תחילת התמרון ל-87. בשעה זו מובא למנוחת עולמים סמל ראשון עמית בונצל, לוחם וסמל מחלקה בסיירת צנחנים, שנפל אתמול בקרב במרכז הרצועה. עמית בן 22 בנופלו. ובשעה ארבע יובא למנוחות רב סמל מתקדם במילואים עדי שני שנהרג בקרב בצפון הרצועה. תמי אחותו ספדה לו ביומן הצהריים עם נורית קנטי. אין לי מילים לתאר את העצוב לב שלו והנתינה מהמילואים הוא דאג לאשתו ולבנות לפני שהוא דאג לעצמו. כל כך עצובה ועם כל הכאב, פשוט גאה להגיד שיש לי אח גיבור, באמת, באמת גיבור. הוא היה גיבור שלנו, הוא גיבור ישראל. נשיא המדינה הרצוג משבח את גבורת הלוחמים והלוחמות בטקס הדלקת נר ראשון של חנוכה באגף השיקום בבית החולים שיבא תל השומר ואומר לפני זמן קצר כל דור וגיבוריו כל דור ומכביו אתם המכבים של היום שהרי החג הזה הוא סמל לגבורה, גבורת המכבים והשנה הגבורה הזאת המכבית, העילאית, מוחשית הרבה יותר אנחנו מתארים את גבורת המכבים אבל חושבים על הגבורה שלכם, ליבנו עם המשפחות השכולות, וכמובן ליבנו עם, עם המשפחות של החטופות והחטופים, בתפילה ובקריאה ולפעולה ככל שניתן להשיב אותם מהר הביתה. מדבריו של הנשיא הביא הכתבתנו טלאור מאירסון. מאות פלסטינים תועדו מחוץ למטה אונר"א ברצועת עזה בבקשה לאספקת מזון. מדווח כתבנו לענייני ערבים ג'קי חוגי. בשני סרטוני וידאו שפורסמו ביממה האחרונה נראים תושבים בוזזים מחסני מזון של ארגון האו"ם לפליטים הפועל ברצועה. אחד בדיר אל-בלח שבמרכז והשני בעיר עזה. גורמי סיוע בינלאומיים אומרים כבר תקופה ארוכה כי למרות כניסת עשרות משאיות סיוע ביום ולפעמים גם מאה ומאתיים המשלוחים הללו אינם מספקים את צורכי הציבור. בתוך כך דובר צה"ל חושף מסמכים שאותרו במסגרת הפעילות הקרקעית ברצועה, המוכיחים את הפער שבין הנהגת חמאס לבין הציבור. בין הממצאים קבלות בסך אלפי דולרים מרכישת תכשיטי יוקרה על ידי בנו של אסמאעיל הניה, ראש הלשכה המדינית של חמאס. סכום הכסף של קבלה אחת שווה למשכורת של כמעט שנתיים עבור התושב העזתי הממוצע. כך מעדכן כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. 
יושבת ראש מפלגת העבודה, חברת הכנסת מרב מיכאלי, הודיעה מוקדם יותר כי לא תתמודד על ראשות המפלגה. על התגובות במערכת הפוליטית מדווח כתבנו שחר גליק. חברת הכנסת מיכאלי הודיעה שהיא לוקחת אחריות על מצבה הנוכחי של מפלגת העבודה ולא תתמודד שוב לכנסת הבאה. לדברי האחריות זה לא רק על הצלחות. חבר הכנסת גלעד קריב מהמפלגה ברח ואמר זהו רצון הבוחרים והסיעה. חברת הכנסת אפרת רייטן כתבה, הערכתי הרבה ליושרה, החוזק והניסיון, אין הרבה כאלו בפוליטיקה הישראלית. גם יושבת הראש האחרונה של מרץ, חברת הכנסת לשעבר זהבה גלאון, הגיבה בחיוב וקראה, זה הזמן לאיחוד גדול בשמאל. הפזמונאי, התסריטאי והשדרן עמוס אטינגר, שהלך לעולמו אתמול בגיל 86, הובא למנוחת עולמים בבית העלמין ירקון. אטינגר נודע בעיקר כמגיש תוכנית הטלוויזיה המיתולוגית חיים שכאלה ובין שיריו הידועים טיולי לי כבר אחרי חצות, נערה ושמה כנרת ועוד. בשנת 2009 זכה גם בפרס אקו"ם על מפעל חיים. ידיעה שמסר כתב התרבות אורי כספרי. התחזית, גשם מקומי ייתכן בצפון הארץ ובמישור החוף, הטמפרטורות תהיינה רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות.
Tapestry of ages, history unfolds. One people, the unlikeliest of stories ever told. Tiniest of nations, casting light into the dark. Empires have risen, empires they fall. They wield their might against us, but we move on through it all. A lighthouse in the storm.
Schwabel Sharf and Levine by request with Maus Sur. Boy, that goes back a while, huh? <laughs> oh, although I think that was from their most recent album. I think that was from their volume number four. Wonder what year that came out, volume four. Let's see if I have that here. Uh twenty eleven. All right. Not as far back as I thought. Uh before that one, the um Maus Sur from Schwabel Sharf and Levine. You heard the uh, Maccabees with We're Still Here. That's brand new. Alanisim from Ari Fraser. That's brand new. Yoni Z coming up. That'll be a brand new Hanukkah selection. Just a moment here at JM and the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Coming up in hour number three this morning in the eight o'clock hour, two amazing authors. All right, Daniel Gladstein. He's got the brand new book about Rameyer Balanes. Uh, Yisrael Besser with a brand new book about Benny Fishoff. We will discuss the books with these authors in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Go to artscroll.com, order the brand new books, order anything from artscroll.com and take advantage of their amazing and incredible Hanukkah specials. And you know the rule, always use promo code radio when ordering from artscroll.com. That is a tip that is well worth remembering. And implementing Yoni Z Jam in the AM. So gather your friends and family for Lacus Gelt and Melodies. Now come sing with me. The smell of donuts in the air, cause it's that special time of year. Maybe cold out there, but it's warm in here. So clap to the beat. Now let me hear you say
J.M. and the A.M. They call it the Hanukkah Upmix for the big holiday that starts tonight. Hanukkah 5784. Happy Hanukkah done by Yoni Z. Shwebel Sharf Levine had Sur. Pray for the release of the 138 hostages. Uh, the holiday of Hanukkah, the holiday of miracles, begins in Israel in about an hour or two. Uh, we will be... Uh, experiencing the holiday of miracles and awaiting the miracle of all of our brothers and sisters being released by the enemy. Please, God, please, God. JM and the AM, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yes, he's why Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday live lunch coming up starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in for that for an Arab of Hanukkah. Tonight, it's the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos show. Mark Zomik is going to have that for you. It's actually the Erev Shabbos. Um, the Erev Shabbos Hanukkah show. Right. It's the Erev Shabbos Hanukkah show. Kedem presents it. It's on tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Again tomorrow, 3 a.m. And again tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Avrami sent me today's schedule. Let me take a gander for a moment. I remind you that the Charlie Harari will be discussing Hanukkah and Parshas Vayeshev at 9 a.m. Jew in the City Speaks. It'll be Dave Kufeld, founder and CEO of Law Cares Foundation, the first Orthodox Jew drafted in the NBA. He'll be Allison's guest at 10 a.m. 10.30, Miriam Alwalik with her top five Hanukkah songs for 5784 on this Erev Hanukkah. Live lunch, we told you, with Yossi Zweig at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Kosher Terroir with Simon Jacob. He'll have Ari Pollock, one of the creators of the Tom Winery in the Shomron, with him. Mark Zamek, he hosts the Erev Shabbos show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tonight, the Erev Shabbos Hanukkah show. And, uh, oh, wow, they're talking about a lot of rain for Sunday night. I'm just looking at the screen for a moment. And Tani Talks Parsha, Torah portion of the week with Tani Gutterman at 10 p.m. tonight. All here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masarav Zebin, and Zechonish Esther Basar, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We say in our tefillos, Shlach Rufua Shalema Lechole Amecha, send a complete healing to those that are unwell. We have to understand, why did the Chachomim Institute that we should ask Shlach Rufua Send the refuah. It is a loshen of shlichus, of mission. It could have easily said, Ovinu malkeinu, tirpeh refuah shalema. Our father, our king, please give a refuah shalema for those that are ill among our nation. This would be similar to what we ask in refuahenu, v'halei refuah shalema l'chomakuseinu. Grant us directly, the great tzaddik Rav Shmuel David Mabshevitz answers in the following way. In the Tfil of Rifo'enu, we say, Kikel Melech, because you are our king, Roife Namon, 
a faithful healer, Virachamon, and a merciful healer, Atta, are you. That did we say, Ovinu Malkenu, Shalach Rufua, our Father, our King, send the Rufua. We ask from Hashem to send us a Rofe, a doctor who's a Shliach, like it says, Shlucho Shel Adam Kamoisoi. The Shliach of a person is just like the individual himself. It should be a Rofe Nemon Verachmon, a faithful healer, one who has great mercy, like the Mishaleach. Like Hashem, Shehu Kelmelech Namon Verachmon, because Hashem is a merciful king and a faithful king. Over a week ago, there was a soldier, a member of the IDF, Tzva Haganali Israel, that was badly wounded. He was brought into the hospital, and Baruch Hashem has been making a wonderful recovery. They brought to him his violin, as he's an expert musician. He began to play, and when he began to play, the surgeon, the doctor that operated on him, also is an expert musician. He heard about it and brought a keyboard to the room of his patient. They both played a beautiful duet, the nigun that is sung the world over by all communities, Ka Echsoif. Everyone wanted to hear them. Everyone wanted to get into that room to witness the very special scene of a doctor, a Rofe Nemon Verachamon, playing together with a tzaddik from the IDF. They played the nigun over and over again. May your mercy overwhelm your attributes. And may your mercy overflow upon your holy nation. It wasn't long before this chayal was joined by somebody very special, the great tzaddik, the Stalin Arebishlita, whose Hasidim the world over have become famous for the niggin ko echsoif. Let us all be mispalel and sing the words, v'yiyurachamecha miskoilelim al amkotshecha, and may your mercy overflow upon your nation. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Chanukah, Chanukah, Chag yafeh kol kach. Or chaviv, misaviv, gil leyeled rach. Chanukah, Chanukah, Sevivon sav sav, sav sav sav, sav sav sav, Manaim vatov. Chanukah, Chanukah, en chalon bliyeh. Levivot, migdanot, bechol baik yeh. Chanukah, Chanukah, chag chaviv meod. Shiruna, zamruna, 
Classics on an era of Hanukkah 5784. I mean, how on earth can you go into Hanukkah without hearing that schlockrock selection, which has been played God knows how many thousands of times in schools, camps, concerts, everywhere around the world. A tip of the hat to the great Lenny Solomon, my menorah here at JM in the AM. Before that, Theodore Bikel with his Hanukkah selection. Yeah. Um... 
here at JM in the AM. Tonight begins the great holiday of Hanukkah. Get ready for your game of dreidel. Get ready for some delicious sufganiyot. Get ready for some incredible latkes. And get ready for the first light of Hanukkah. When we get off the air this morning at the end of JM in the AM, within an hour they're going to be lighting candles in, uh, in Israel. And Hanukkah will have begun. And this great holiday of miracles, please God, will bring many miracles to the Jewish people, specifically the 138 miracles that we're hoping for, that all the hostages, our brothers and sisters, are released ASAP. Two authors joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. We have Yisrael Besser at 8.30, the brand-new book about Benny Fishoff. We have Rabbi Gladstein coming up. He has a brand-new book about Rav Meir Balanes, uh, both from artscroll.com. Go to the website. You know the rule. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Always use Promo code radio at artscroll.com. More coming up at JM in the AM. I'll tell a tale, 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 tale. Yeah. Of Max B's in Israel. L, L, L. Yeah. When the Greeks tried to assail, sell, sell, sell. Yeah. But it was all to no avail, veil, veil, veil. Yeah, yeah. The war went on and on and on. Until the mighty Greeks were gone Yeah I put my lockers in the air sometimes Saying, hey, oh, spin the dreidel Just wanna celebrate for all eight nights Singing, hey, oh, light the candle Thought, are they for real, 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 real? Those Maccabees, they never yield, 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 yield. They charged ahead with sword and shield, 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 shield. Yeah, yeah, the war went on and on and on until the mighty Greeks were gone. Yeah, up in my lockers in the air sometimes, saying, hey, oh, spin the dreidel. Just wanna celebrate for all late nights Singing it up, light the candle We say ma-oh-tune, oh yeah, for all late nights Then we play dreidel, by the candlelight And I told you once, now I told you twice About the miracle of the candlelight And the great menorah for eight days on burning what a celebration a great return to Torah learning cause I, I, I can feel it and I, I, I Nes Gadol Nes Gadol Nes Gadol Hayasham Nes Gadol Hayasham Nes Gadol Hayasham Sham Sham Oh, oh, yeah, for all eight nights And we play 
Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the hora. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Dreidels to play with and latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Sivivon, so, 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 Hanukkah, uhakto, Hanukkah, uhakto, Sivivon, so, 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 Hatsimcha, hula'am, Neskato, hayasham, Neskato, hayasham, Hatsimcha, hula'am, Sivivon, so, 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 Hanukkah, uhakto, Hanukkah, uhakto,
Robin Biad, Tamein Biad, Rashawn Biad.
block of sprawling lawns and fancy cars. He was so proud that he'd come so far. With the greatest of ease, he moved through high societies. That grocer's boy from the city streets. Well, he'd long since gone and changed his name. It was the only way that he could play the game. With neighbors like the Richardsons, the Williams and the Jones, what could he do with a name like Cohen? But he had one memory, yes, his father he did see, lighting colored candles on the windowsill. Eight days a year he'd light another candle every night. They lingered in his memory still. In December, came home from school. His little girl called Sue. She held a picture of an Xmas tree she drew. All the kids in my class have one. She said with a tear. And could we have one in our home this year? He didn't know what to do with his little daughter Sue. Although her desires he wished to fulfill. My dear Sue, listen to me, there's something better than a tree That lingers in my memory still With a menorah in his hand His dear wife said to him Joe, I just don't understand They've worked so hard to get to Where we are today And now what will we do? What will the neighbors say? Well, he lit those candles anyway Yes, there were five that night And from his window to the street Glowed the candlelight They were burning for an hour Maybe a little more When suddenly Mr. Richardson Stood there by the door He said, would it be okay If a word to you I say There's something about those candles You must know Yes, they bring back memories Of my father I still see As he lit those candles Many years ago Yes, they bring back memories of my father I still see As he lit those candles many years ago He stepped outside later on that night And boy was he surprised He couldn't believe what he saw He couldn't believe his eyes From all the houses on their block Glowed candlelight From their windowsills And out into the night Yes, they had one memory Yes, their fathers they did see Lighting colored candles on the windowsill Eight days a year they'd light J.M. in the A.M. It lingered in their memory still Colored candles They had one memory I wonder how many people will be lighting a Hanukkah tonight Who normally do not light because we have been made aware of the fact of our Jewish tradition in a very stark fashion over the last couple of months. Both by the enemy against our brothers and sisters in Israel and the enemy of anti-Semitism here. We might just see a lot more people lighting that Hanukkah tonight, I have a feeling. 
JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NalchemSingle.com on the NalchemSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Um, many of you know that the Art Scroll puts out some amazing uh, books all year round. When it comes to Hanukkah, they really, really step things up, and we get a chance now to spend some time this hour with some of their brilliant authors, or by Daniel Gladstein, is author of the brand new book entitled Safer Elaka de Mayer Aneni. And there's a reason why I'm saying that, which we'll discuss. Rabbi Mayer Balanes and the Eternal Children of Hashem, the worldview of the Tana. Rabbi Mayer was a Tana, Mishnah. The Tana, Rabbi Mayer, and Hashem's infinite love for the Jewish people. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, an absolute pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nacham. I hope that um, I hope that this uh, holiday of miracles, which starts tonight, and I just alluded to the fact that I think more and more uh, of our brothers and sisters are probably going to be lighting a Hanukkah tonight. I think, and I hope I'm right about this. I think that fits right into one of the themes of the book, because the uh, the view of Rav Meir Balanes is that, in fact, everybody is a uh, qualified member. I hope I do this right, or by Gladstein you'll correct me if I don't, is a qualified member of the Jewish people, one of the children of Hashem. Not all rabbis in our history might have that approach. Some might have a different approach. Am I right or wrong? Spot on. You know, the theme of this book could not be more timely because, as yep. you mentioned, Rav Meir's worldview is that every single Jew is a beloved child of Hashem. Now we may stray, we may go far, we may not always fulfill what we need to, but the essential relationship is always there. Every Jew has the right to stand before Hashem and say, Hashem, help me, answer me, protect me. I'm your son, I'm your child. Please watch over me. I'm so glad... I'm so glad you um, you echoed what I just said because I've been I've been saying this in reference to you know previewing the book and letting people know that you're going to be joining me on the air. I've been saying just how timely this is. If there's one thing we've learned in the last couple of months, is that uh, people who are members of our traditional heritage, whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, <laughs> whether they experience it or not. Um, we, we know that each and every one of them is a, uh, is a child of Hashem, is loved by Hashem, and so many of them, as, as you know, and I alluded to it with the Chanukiah tonight, so many of them are making that move uh, to explore more about their tradition and to really be a more dedicated child, if you will, of the one above. And we're not criticizing any of the other rabbinic positions on this matter. Everyone has their own philosophy. But you have to admit, when it comes to a mayor, it fits right in. Absolutely. You know, and I always uh, maybe humorously say that the other view, there's a view of Rabbi Yehuda, right. who says that our relationship with Hashem is conditional, that when we're doing what we're supposed to, then we're worthy of the title being children to Hashem. But when we're not doing what we're supposed to, then we have a different relationship with him. We're, we're called his avadim. Right. You know, I always say that would be very convenient, that would hit his servants. It would be convenient. Let's say, you know, you make the mistake, you take your kids shopping, you know? So if they behave and people ask, who are these kids? You say, oh, they're my, my children, my biological children. And if they're not behaving, 
it would be very convenient to utilize the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Who are they? I'm not really sure. Their mother asked me to watch them for the day. I, I don't know who they are. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion of how Hashem looks at us. But Rameir says, no, it's unbreakable. It's untouchable. The same way your own children, no matter what, they're your children. They're your biological children. And nothing could change that essential relationship. That is Rabbi Meir's view when it comes to our connection to Hashem. And even before this war and this period of time, I think if you look at the last 100, 200 years, maybe because of the, of the you know, rise of Hasidus or, or maybe for other reasons, I think, I think this has generally been the attitude, right? Wouldn't you say that recent generations essentially look at it the way Rabbi Meir did? Yeah, absolutely. The look, the whole idea of a cure of movement or outreach right, is predicated right. on the fact that every Jew has a, a birthright of of Tyra, of observance and mitzvahs, and nobody is ever too far lost. Nobody ever is uh, far gone or hopeless. And uh, the book really shows that this is the foundation of all the mitzvahs in the Tyra. It's the foundation of our whole religion. Yeah. Actually, the Chida, the Chida, who's one of my all-time favorite Gedalim, who lived in the 18th century, writes that this is the fundamental principle of the whole Torah, that yeah. we are the beloved children of Hashem. Yeah, and, and look at the word, first word. Look at the first words we say after Shema. First words of Ahafta Hashem Alokacha. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. It's it, 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 it's 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 obvious to many. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein is with us. The book is called Rabbi Mayor Balanes. Now Balanes, the master of miracles. Can we call it that? I mean, I don't know how you would translate it exactly, but the the would that yeah. be the master yeah. of miracles? How did he get this reputation? And and of course, you know, we'll we'll have to discuss at some point um, the way some people utilize his uh, miraculous. Um, uh, abilities, maybe that's the wrong word, or the miraculous aura of Rav Meir, how they utilize it even today, which we'll discuss in a, in a minute or two. But how did he get this reputation that he is someone who's connected to miracles? Yeah, so there, there's a lot of mystery about that, and it's shrouded and, and clouded in uh, a mysterious aura. But essentially, there is a early sefer of one of the Mikubalim who says, that more than anything else, more than any other quality, God loves those who advocate and those who defend the Jewish people. The defenders of the Jewish people are the most beloved to Hashem. And he writes, because Rav Meir was our great defender and he always advocated for us, therefore he earns the esteem of the heavens and Hashem empowers him with miraculous ability. So, you know, the question is, where, where do we ever see Red Mayor defending us or advocating on our behalf? Right. And the answer is simple. The greatest advocacy for the Jewish people is, Hashem, have mercy on us. Yeah. We're your beloved children. Can there be any greater advocacy than that right and, so, I, and i will advocate for for even the person who is furthest away from considering themselves his child meaning, exactly, yeah. meaning god's the, child or mayor will advocate for somebody who, who who behaves and and in his mind might not feel any connection to god as his father and and nonetheless yeah so i mean <laughs> you know it's funny that you say uh you know, he'll be giving these miraculous uh, powers or miraculous, um, you know, in, in, tendencies. I mean, it's no secret that that to us today, 
And I'm assuming it's like this across the board. I know it's like this in, in the community that I'm, I don't mean the geographic community. I mean, from the philosophical community that I'm from, th- that when one has lost an object <laughs> and they're trying to find it and they give stucca and they, and they use the words, God of mayor, please answer me, which is why I said it earlier. And I bet you that's why you put that expression on the cover, frankly. Um, the reality is that often that system works. So it's you know you start to wonder, especially the misnagdim among us, <laughs> we start to wonder: <laughs> is there something to it, or is that whole thing just one big coincidence? Yeah. So, look, there there is a legitimate uh, docu- documented sources that the tefila el akademi is particularly effective in finding a lost object. You lost your toothbrush. Right. You lost your car keys. Right. Some people say you, you lost your mind. You put <laughs> money in uh, from Mayor Balhanes. I know somebody, and, uh, I, know, I know somebody who lost a diamond ring in a, in a, on a, yeah. on a front lawn. You know how hard it is to find a diamond ring in grass and they went yeah. ahead and did this. And, and minutes later they had it. And I'm sure, by the way, mm-hmm. how long has the book been out? Just a few days. Yeah. So how yeah. many how many I mean, stories have people already told you about exactly all the lost and found across the world are emptying out, you know? <laughs> but I'm telling you, you're gonna have to sit through every story of everybody finding objects by saying I'll cut the mayor on eighty. I'm working on the sequel already of, you know, so the diamond ring one but, should, um, should make it into the book. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but I think I think even philosophically, there's a there's a logical basis for the efficacy of this tefillah, and that's think about it. In the world of Rameir, no Jew is ever lost. Nothing is lost in the spiritual world. We wow. can always return to Hashem. Wow. So if in the spiritual world no Jew is lost, we know the physical world parallels the spiritual world. So if a Jew is never lost and a soul is never lost, then your car keys and your wallet or your ring. They're never lost either. Phenomenal. They can always be found. In, Phenomenal. In with, 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 with all due respect, I'm asking you: Is that yours, or is that from someone? It's brilliant. That that was my that was my humble suggestion. That's phenomenal. That's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. It actually works into the whole, you know, reality of the thing, so to speak. I mean, Rameyer was a Tana. And we're talking about a legendary Tana because number one, uh, there there are people that. Um, there, there are quotes in the Talmud about him that are very significant sure. in terms of his leadership role when it came to Pesach Halacha, when it came to clarification of, of halachic decisions, etc. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, in the hierarchy, in the Mount Rushmore of Tanayim, <laughs> nobody could leave him out. He's in the top two or at least the top four, right? I mean, you can't leave him out. It's impossible. Absolutely. So my point being that he's this spiritual being, the way you describe him, and you've some amazing, you know, contemporary stories which, which follow along his philosophy. But at the same time, he's Mr. Halacha. At the same time, he is, you know, he's, he's, he's operating by the book, so to speak, when it comes to Jews. Judaism. Yeah, of course. Well, firstly, he's the Tanakama, the right. expression, the first Tana. Any time there's a statement in the Mishnah, and uh, the first opinion rendered is always Rabbi Meir. Even furthermore, any unattributed statement in the whole corpus of Mishnah, Stam Mishnah Rabbi Meir. Any unqualified statement, if you don't know who said it, it comes from the teachings of Rabbi Meir. So he's the backbone. Yeah. Of of our whole Torah, literally, it's but he's also, 
Yeah, but even in the spiritual world, as I mentioned, his principle is is that which the Torah stands on. And you go into the whole thing about, because there are disputes about about what you just said uh, in terms of his position halachically. And, you know, because, again, it's history. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're going back a couple of thousand years almost. So, we're, we, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. you know, so there are, and you bring the different discussions uh, since then about his position. But the reality is that no one can deny, like I said, that he is at the very top of the entire process, the halachic process. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, you know, as we're speaking philosophically, on this era of Hanukkah, you know, the spiritual process as well. We do or don't know where he's buried. Okay, so that's also, um, guess which book you're going to have to buy to find out the answer to <laughs> tell, that one. Tell you know? me. But, <laughs> tell me which one. <laughs> uh, so, so we discussed, there is some um, the various views regarding where Rameir is buried, but traditionally, based on the opinion of Reb Chaim Falaji and many others, Rav Meir is buried in the city of Tiberia, which, you know, a good trivia for your audience. And, and every real, every Jew should really be familiar with this. We're all awaiting Mashiach. We're all awaiting the Gula. You know, does anyone out there know what city will Mashiach reveal itself in? You know, if you ask around, is, is some the, people might say Barra Park. Is the answer some Tiberia? Say, is the answer Tiberia? Yeah, yeah the answer is Tiberia. Wow. The Gemara, it's a Gemara. The Gemara says that uh, Mashiach will reveal itself first in Tiberia. And Reb Meir is very connected to that phenomenon right. because Reb Meir being buried in Tiberia is the rabbi of Tiberia, the Mara da Asra of Tiberia. And we need him to be the rabbi of Tiberia because there's, there's an interesting halachic principle. Halacha follows the, the rabbi, the Mara da Asra. For God to redeem us and bring the Mashiach, there are going to be a lot of challengers who say, why are you redeeming them? Do they deserve it? They're unworthy. And the bottom line, the answer is going to have to be, well, they're my children. I have to. It doesn't matter whether they deserve it or earn it or are worthy. They're my beloved children. And some might challenge, well, not everybody agrees to that, Rabbi. Huda doesn't agree to that. And that's always going to be a discussion. So the Mashiach, Hashem scheduled the arrival of Mashiach to the city of Tavaria because there, the rabbi, the Mar the Asa's Rav Meir, he establishes in the city of Tiberia, unquestionably, the halacha is that we're the beloved children of Hashem. So that's a safe place for Mashiach to come, and there's nothing anybody could do to challenge that or to question that. Because in the city of Rav Meir, we're untouchable. Rabbi, and you... uh, that's why Mashiach... I'm sorry. Mashiach will reveal itself in, in the city, the holy city of Tavaria. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein's with us, right? Mayor Balaness and the Eternal Children of Hashem is the brand new book. By the way, that 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 explains to an extent, you know, if, if someone said to me, what's the theme of of this book? I mean, you, you wrote a 300-page book, right? And if someone asked yeah. me as a reviewer, what's the theme of the book? You know what I would say? Hey, this may surprise right. you. I would say tshuva. Mm-hmm. Because it's, and, and, and I'm thinking as you're telling this about Tveria and you're talking about, you know, the eventuality of Mashiach, etc. I'm saying to myself, if, if Rav Meir was such an advocate for, you know, to God on behalf of every type of Jew and every Jew of every background, then at the minimum, what he's saying to us, and this is why I think, again, the theme of, of it's one of the main themes, if not the theme of your book, 
what he's telling us is, 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 is if, if I'm going to be out there advocating and God's going to extend his hand, Kaviyachal, you know, to everybody and his heart to everybody, you have to at least make an effort. You have to at least show him that you're on the road back. You have to show him that you're thinking of returning to him and to his and to your proper ways. On a day. Just like we say Ashivenu every day. We say Slachlanu every day. And, and I'm wondering that, right. and, and I'm saying to myself, you know, as you go through this, and there's a lot about Rosh Hashanah in the book, a lot about Yom Kippur in the book, you know, a lot about the mm-hmm. clean slate and getting started again. So he was, mm-hmm. he was, you know, this, he was not just a halachic leader. He was a Musr leader as well, telling people, you, you know, God's there for you. You got to, you got to keep changing your life to show him that you're interested in the outreach he's giving you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always amazed Nachum, that, you know, how you're able to cut to the, to the main <laughs> uh, ideas of the book. Uh, teshuva is a, is a major theme of this book. Yeah. And because of what you mentioned, and if I may, the idea that God forgives us, how does that even work? How could God forgive us? Doesn't the Gemara say that a king cannot forego his honor? So how Hashem, king of the world, how are we allowed to repent? How does he accept our teshuva? But he's the king, and he halachically should not be able to forego his honor. Yes, a king can't forego his honor. But Av Shemachal Al Kavaydai, a father who forgoes his honor, Kavaydai Machal, his honor is forgot. So in reality, what allows us to do tshuva is is this phenomenon of and teaching of Rameir that we're Hashem's children. Yep. We would not be his children, we would not be able to repent. It would not be an effective process. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. By the way, uh, before I let you go, I, ha- I have to mention something. Uh, there's a dispute about when when Mayor Balanes's yard site is correct. There's a dispute about that. Uh, now, yeah, yeah. you have to admit, according to the to, according to the opinion that his yard site's on Pesach Sheni. I mean, if that mm-hmm. does if that doesn't say it all, the the day the day that we that we mm-hmm. that we focus on when it comes to second chances, when it comes to you know fulfilling one's obligation when they miss the opportunity the first time around, the fact that his yard sign might be on that day, that irony or that beauty is not lost on me. Okay, excellent. You know, and there's a chapter on that very idea in the book that. Uh, the traditional observance of Zerata and Pesach Sheini is so thematic to the whole teaching of Rameir. But if we could go in the other direction, there's also an opinion that his yard site is on Hanukkah, right. on Rosh Chodesh Teve. Yeah. And that is also very thematic because Hanukkah, when the Yivanim wanted to abolish the mitzvahs of Rosh Chodesh and Brasmila and Shabbos, those mitzvahs, Chida explains are the very mitzvahs that demonstrate that we're Hashem's beloved children. Yeah. For instance, the fact that our courts are able to establish when Rosh Chodesh is and the heavens will defer to the decision of our courts, that which we're able to observe Shabbos, which is really Hashem's special day, it's like the, the scepter of the king that no one's allowed to pick up other than his beloved children. So that's why we emphasize in Al Hanisim that after the miracle of Hanukkah, his children came back. The theme of Hanukkah is that we reestablished our relationship as the beloved children of Hashem. And therefore, it's also appropriate for those who observe Rameir's yard site on Hanukkah because the theme of Hanukkah, and actually you started with the prayer of Elaka de Meir Anini, right. 
the the deeper meaning of that tefillah, the deeper meaning of that prayer, is the God that illuminated our lives in the times of Hanukkah. He should answer us. 100%. So this is a tefillah, although it's it's uh, general. It's specifically referring to the miracle of Hanukkah. So throughout the year, whatever situation we find ourselves in, we're always tapping into the miraculous uh, events of Hanukkah, which Rav Meir was so connected with. And uh, this this sefer, it's thematic to Hanukkah and really uh, to our entire lives as uh, the beloved children of Hashem. You know, we're 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 suffering a a ter- we're, we're we as a Jewish people are missing are missing uh, some key component to our uh, uh, to our worldwide global community and that's of course the remaining hostages that are in the hands of the enemy and uh, you know we've been talking about for the last week or so actually since Rosh Chodesh uh, even earlier than a week or so since Rosh Chodesh Kislev I've been saying to everybody that we hope and pray that as we approach Hanukkah not that it should take so long God could have done this you know could have performed a miracle you know many days ago and in, in, in an instant but hopefully with the spirit of Hanukkah, and now that we're at Erev Hanukkah, hopefully in this month of miracles, a time of miracles, and now the added significance that you just mentioned, many think that uh, Reb Meir Balanes himself, his yard site is during Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh Teves. I hope, I hope that the ultimate loss uh, that we are all suffering from right now uh, will be resolved, and hopefully our brothers and sisters will be uh, out of captivity and in freedom uh, as soon as possible. It is. Uh, I don't know what your approach is, Rabbi Gladstein, because there are many responsible rabbis that are not asking people to temper the Hanukkah celebrations, and some are, you know, encouraging people to, you know, go about Hanukkah the way they normally would. Uh, otherwise, it's a victory for the enemy. Uh, go about Hanukkah the way they normally would, but obviously, keep in mind our brothers and sisters who are right now in a difficult situation. I am hoping that this uh, holiday of miracles. Uh, produces some miracles for the Jewish people, um, uh, nisim uh, that are open, open miracles this Hanukkah. Um, I don't know, are you approaching this holiday differently than uh, you would in a normal year? Look, in a, in a certain sense, I think the situation that we're in uh, motivates us to connect with the Yom Tif in an even uh, deeper fashion. Yep. Because, as you mentioned, we need miracles more than ever. Yep. So, Perhaps the uh, the outward ecstatic type of joy that we display, we have to uh, temper only to show sensitivity to the situation. But on the other hand, in terms of uh, our studying and connecting with the real meaning of the Yantif and appreciating how this is a, a time of miracles, even one of the Tfilosar, we ask Hashem, you know, if somebody forgets the Alhanisim, they they offer a Tfilah. Harachaman, a special Harachaman, right. but the same way Hashem made miracles for us in past days, He should uh, continue to make miracles for us. So, you know, the Jewish calendar is a living calendar, which means that the the force of miracles and the influence of miracles that once happened uh, at this time of the year continues to be effective for us. So we, we want to tap into that more than ever. And uh, the miracle of Hanukkah was the few in the hands of the many, Rabbin Biyad Ma'atim. And in the world of Rameir, nothing is lost. It doesn't matter how long they've been in captivity. It doesn't matter how bleak the situation is. Rameir always gives us an opportunity, always gives us a chance. Um, if we could find our lost object, 
well, surely Rav Meir would advocate that we should be able to find our lost brothers and sisters. Oh, and well, what could be more appropriate yeah. merit and more appropriate uh, tzaddik to try to connect with at, at this time in our history than Rav Meir who says, no Jew is ever lost. Well, so, well in the merit, I'm sorry. Yeah, so in the merit of Rabbi Meir, let's, uh, let's hope Hashem returns all of our lost uh, brothers and sisters and, uh, you know, Rameyer made a, a phenomenal statement. Rameyer said that he's Mashiach. Wow. And the Mikubalim interpret that to mean that in the merit of his teaching, that we're the beloved children of Hashem, that is the principle upon which Mashiach will come. So let's that, hope that this is the right time. That, that, exactly. That's why so many of us have that feeling that we're right there, that we're right on the cusp of uh, the arrival of Mashiach. Rabbi Gladstein, the book is so inspirational. I know that's your purpose. Your purpose is to write it, to inspire people and get them to get even closer to the one above. It's just phenomenal. And it's all about Rameir Balanes and through his uh, incredible life and his worldview, uh, everybody is being inspired by the brand new work. Everybody get the book. It's uh, Rabbi Meir Balanes and the Eternal Children of Hashem. Go to Artscroll. You know what we always say. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio when you check out. Get this book. Uh, there are people in your life, maybe even yourself, who will greatly appreciate it, to say the least. Rabbi Glatzin, I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Urim Sameach, a Freilich and Hanukkah, and may this, in fact, be a holiday of open miracles for the Jewish people. Amen, amen. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Chag Sameach, Hanukkah Sameach, a Freilich and Hanukkah, and we should hear only... Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. By Daniel Gladstein, everybody. Check out the book, right? Mayor Balanes, artscroll.com, or your local bookseller. More coming up. It's Erev Hanukkah at JM in the AM.
Hanukkah is right. Hanukkah begins tonight. J.M. in the A.M. on a uh, Thursday Erev Hanukkah. Don't forget our Erev Shabbos Hanukkah show tonight, starting at 7 p.m., hosted by Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, preceded by Simon Jacob and the Kosher Terroir at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Tani Gutterman with Tani Talks Parsha tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Yossi's Weig, Thursday live lunch, starting at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Lots of stuff going on. Wow. I don't know how we do it. Our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com have amazing uh, new releases, especially now Hanukkah time. One of them is the one we're going to be talking about in a moment. Yisrael Besser's brand new offering. Uh, go to Artscroll.com, order the new books, and use promo code radio. Artscroll.com. You know the rule. Whenever you go to Artscroll.com, always use Promo code radio. The book is entitled Be'ahava Beni, Rabbi Yechiel Ben Sion Fishoff, A Story of Dignity, Generosity, Wisdom, and Warmth. Yisrael Besser, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. It is always so nice to be here. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You've written a lot of biographies over the years. Um, some of them about great rabbinic leaders, some about great community leaders, etc. Um, and I'm, and I'm, 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 I don't want to, I don't, God forbid, want to insult anybody, but there are, there are, there are names of community leaders that you've written about, uh, that were really well known globally, uh, around the world. You know, you drop the name and everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, they, they know exactly, you know, who you're talking about, the type of activities that they undertook. N- nothing at, at all, God forbid, uh, disparaging about Benny Fishoff, who of course was a legend as a community leader. I just don't know if his name was synonymous uh, with that role that, you know, sometimes is given to others. Am I right about that? Or, ha- or have I been hanging out in the wrong places and I don't realize that, that, that he was a well-known figure in every circle of Jewish life? Malcolm, is it possible to say that you're right about that and also that you hang around in the wrong places? Can we do both? <laughs> you can get away with saying that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so the answer is, he'll be the first to tell you. Now, this book was never intended as a, as a wider release. As you said, it was never meant to be a public book. It's actually, for me, it was a new experience because the first time I ever like co-wrote a memoir or ghost-wrote a memoir, right. uh, it's a genre that the, the film world doesn't see a lot of. So it means we do biographies, but and there's so many older people especially right. who have such great, rich, interesting life stories that nothing to do with the public. Uh, Benny Fischoff realized something. He had, we had her, a huge family of... Uh, you know, it's, it's children, dear children, and great-grandchildren. 
he very much did not want his relationship with them to be about sad stories and the Holocaust, but he still wanted them to know where he came from and who their own, you know, ancestors were. So really, it was a private work. I would sit with him, and he would just tell me his stories and reflections on life, who his family was, and it was meant to be only draft for his own family, for his children. Wow. What happened is it evolved into um, well beyond history. It turned into, you know, he was a big businessman, up and down. Right. And he wanted his grandchildren to realize that nobody succeeds on the first shot and everything just goes well. For every success, there's 10 failures. That was extremely important to him. And when you take a step forward, you take a step back as well. He wanted them to know how to deal with loss. You know, Rahman al-Islam, he lost his wife at a fairly young age. After losing everything and his parents and his siblings, he married a, an American woman and he built a, a beautiful family and then she passed away, like I said, at a fairly young age. And he dealt with that and remarried and he wanted that. He wanted to articulate these things, but it wasn't a conversation. You know, you're not having that conversation at the Hanukkah party. Right. So really, you know, these conversations became the place where he was able to express himself without really thinking more about, you know, what we're going to do with it. As the manuscript evolved, People close to him told him in defense, I said, Betty, you have to share this with others. There's so much wisdom here. It's really just a very, I, I, like I said, I never worked on a book quite like this. It's not a gadol biography by any means, and he'll be the first to tell you. It's sort of like in Shanghai. It's sort of like a handbook for life. I mean, again, meant more for his family, so they would appreciate, you know, what they themselves might be going through in the context of how he saw things and he experienced things. But now that it's available to the broader public, it's really a, you know, a, a handbook, a guide of how to get through certain situations and what to expect when certain things happen. I keep hearing that feedback. I know for myself, just the little things that you, you find yourself thinking, what would Betty do in this situation? Right. And in so many instances, it's not very hard to apply some of his things, the way he dealt with people, the way he, like I can tell you that I spoke to, you know, what we did was the first uh, two thirds of the book is his memoir, which is what he right. envisioned. And then once what happened is, you know, we had this, and he wasn't sure if he should share it with the public. There was a lot of pressure on him from people close to him who were borrowing the manuscript and saying, we need to put this out. He said he's going to defer to Mayor's Lottowitz, Rabbi's Lottowitz, all the which was classic Benny. He always, somebody knows better than me because they're in the industry. I'm not, let them decide. You know, Rabbi's Lottowitz thinks that there's, a, so to speak, an achrayas almost right. to put it out. He, he didn't really have, and Rabbi's Lottowitz and him both, you know, he got sick and Rabbi's Lottowitz passed away in, in a short span, six months, right. 2016, 2017. And then the manuscript just sat there, as sometimes happens, for four years. In 2021, Mr. Fischoff was next And then again, people, you know, the memory starts, the shiva. So what I did is I took that manuscript and I added to it sort of the tribute to him, right. meaning a, a mini book on him at the end, because it's fascinating to me that the things he would talk about again and again, the values, decency, dignity, what we would call, you know, in our community, right. Um, Those values were exactly what everybody said about him, the way he dealt with every single person, the way um, a man who, who was involved in so many businesses, Never went to his entire and never needed to go to his entire. You know who he himself. You know, you know who he reminded me of as I'm reading the book, and you'll you'll appreciate this. He reminded me of Feuerstein. Remember, and then I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I think there's a picture of him in the book with Feuerstein, if I'm not mistaken. 
um, it, it could be. I'm not sure about the picture, but I know exactly. I, I believe it is, who, and the reason I say it is because those who who remember those, you know, those of us of a certain age remember the Kiddush Hashem. I just don't remember his first name. That's why I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Mr. Feuerstein up in Massachusetts. Those who remember the Chesed and the Kiddush Hashem. Oh, it was this time of year, by the way. It was this time of year. Right. It, was holidays, right. it was holiday time for his employees. And the fire happened. He made a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. When I was reading this book, I said, wow, he fits that mold. And then sure enough, they they obviously knew each other. There were encounters between the two of them. Like, uh Aaron Feuerstein, right? Aaron, right. Uh, I, I know what you mean. There's certain people that just stood tall, and yeah. you know, he once told me he was, he was in, a, in an industry. He wasn't in real estate and nursing homes. You know, he wasn't a lawyer. He was he was in Japan, already in the early '60s, late '50s. You know, Sony, those companies, and they, they had never seen a Jew in their life. He wasn't running around the Bronx like everybody right. else. Right. And he understood that there was a mandate on him. He said, I'm probably the first Jew they've ever seen. They're going to deal with other Jews because the industry, the electronic industry, is going to explode. I have to be the ambassador for every single Jew who follows. That means, however I conduct myself, it's how they're going to see Jews forever after. Right. He was so respected. He, you know, put all the, the position he had. I mean, he had exclu- exclusive distributorships over countries, South American countries. They had to trust him totally because a person with that kind of power could really do, do anything they want right. with the power they gave him. And right. they knew he would. They trusted him. And at, at the point when the president of Sony retired, they made him a private gathering. And Benny Fishoff was the one who spoke. They asked him to come in. He was so revered by them. I'll tell so you. From him, they learned Donald. No, people don't realize the the potential for Kiddush Hashem. People don't realize that every single thing we do in every arena is magnified so much. And 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 look what look what he accomplished just through. I mean, he had a million other accomplishments, but look what he accomplished just through that. I would only add to that. Maybe uh, forgive me if, it, if it's not a nice thing to say. A lot. We're very uh, weird of Kiddush Hashem, especially right. So we're very make sure that when we're in Target, we hold the door open. Right. We're very polite, right. but you also have to be nice to Jews. Not, right. not only to non-Jews. That's that right. means you have to make a kid of even though the people close to you. That's right. The people who benefit off immediate network, the people who dealt with it day in and day out, the neighbors, the business partners, every single one of them stops and they smile and say, ah, Benny. He, he elevated everybody around him. A real giant, a real giant. Book is called Biahava Benny. We'll find out why that's the title of the book in a moment. Just roll Bester's with us. Go to artscroll.com and order it. Another one of those biographies that will inspire and teach a lot of lessons. By the way, you made a point that I, th- I I need to go back and emphasize for a moment. There are things that people, certain people maybe, I don't know if it's a general rule, that they might put in a book that they would never discuss at their Shabbos table with their family. And I think that that's a really important point for those who wonder about whether they should keep journals and whether they should, you know, write stuff down or make recordings to leave for their children. There are things they would discuss in those type of forum that they would not do face to face. And I think you're making a really important point. I would assume you've written that some of your other biographies, you know, fit that whole mold uh, where, again, family and friends are discovering stuff about these giants that they never would have known from them. I wish other people would do what Betty did. I mean, it's so uh, relatively doable. It doesn't take a lot of time. Or money. You don't even need a lot of money. Everybody has a phone with a, right. with a recording app on it. Once a day, older people should sit down and leave a 10-minute voice note of different memories of different parts of their life, their children. Grandchildren will be so grateful. It's the saddest thing when I come in 
to, to work on a book or, or just any shiver really. Right. And they're all grasping for details and they're saying they're all over the same half of the story right. that nobody really knows. You know, he, he told me once at one point, he spent months on the road in the 60s building up his business, both in Japan, later in South America. Right. And he said to me at one point, you know, you should write this. Today, I wouldn't want my grandfather to do that. It wasn't wise to leave a young family to be on the road for that long. Meaning he, he was thinking in terms wow. of what are his grandchildren going to take out of it. So, so he stops. He says, I'm looking back. I was a survivor. We didn't take that. You know, we didn't take anything for granted. The, right. the thought that we're going to have bread on the table tomorrow was never. So we were so desperate to make sure there's money in the bank and that we'll be able to feed our families that we did what we had to do. But today he said, no excuse to travel. Wow, 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 wow. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, he, so he becomes, it's not, it's not just his leadership role in the community and obviously, you know, in local community, et cetera. I mean, he becomes a leader uh, in the Agudas Israel. You're very familiar with the history of that organization. Uh, had a tremendous amount of influence in that era, to say the least. Um, and, I, and I guess to an extent... He proves that that an active, interested, I don't want to say aggressive in a bad way, meaning aggressive, you know, one who wants to accomplish things in the community, Balabas can really make a difference. I would have to assume with his disposition, he got along tremendously well with the rabbis and with the lay leaders of the organization. He, there wasn't a there wasn't a direction in which he wasn't the address. That means from the right, from the left, he was Golkalmani Kishaf. Everybody felt that he was their ally, and he was. He was. He had a tremendous humility. I don't mean humility in the sense that he sat in the back of the shul and right. lowered his head. He enjoyed people, and he he spoke in public a lot. He had a humility in the sense that he saw other people as great, and he he saw the greatness in them. He he so he, he was able to. He really was. The, he was. His deference to other people was genuine. It wasn't a political move or diplomacy. Right. He really thought people as great. He told me something once that was very interesting. You mentioned Agoda. He said again, his his generation of survivors. He had he came out with nobody, no parents and no siblings, which was not unique for for Polish survivors. Right. Alone, 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 and uncles, nobody. He said Agoda gave them. You know, there was no. It wasn't a foregone conclusion that anybody would be religious, let alone you know, uh, tender kids to because everything was from new right. and a good, I gave them a family. It gave them something to belong to. And I was at the good convention this past week, actually. And I was thinking like, do the people here even realize what this once meant? Once upon a time, this was a, the only family some of these people had. Right. Once a year. Then it was up once in a bit of convention and everybody like him was a survivor. And this right. was their family. Right. You know, we, we've become so spoiled and we take everything for granted. It's just, you know, and not only, and not only that, even in the interim period, as you described in Japan, South America, etc., he's not surrounded by Jews. He comes and he feels he has exactly. a real role with these colleagues, a real role with, with the with the rabbinate to, to make a difference. And that must have been a unique experience for him, as, as you described earlier, you know, being being the isolated Jew and now becoming part of this you know important community machine. Again, I don't know if he saw himself as important, but he did see himself as responsible. Yeah, I know. I'm not, even, I'm not saying important in regard to him, meaning he understood the importance of the organization and the work they were doing. He thought it was life-saving, that they gave him somewhere to belong to. They gave him a, a home where he can, he told it to me as well. He, he Mr. Fishoff was unique. I write about this in the book. He writes about it. He was in Shanghai. But unlike most of the people who came out of Russia Yeshiva, because they were learning for those five, there's nothing right. to do, right? They were sitting over there. Right. They were cut off from their families. There was right. nowhere to go. They were stuck in place. It was boiling hot. And they became, he was doing business because he had a, 
permit to get out of the ghetto, unlike anybody else there. He was he was really a very astute businessman, and he had a great sixth sense of where the markets were going. So he was he was he had uh, Shanghai with money, which was which is insane, and he gave about five hundred U.S. dollars. That arrived in America, went right back to the business. He figured out import export, figured out currency exchange, and again he was a garrison from home. So he said to me, you know, my unapologetically, our messiah was to go to work. That means it wasn't a foregone conclusion that someone's going to stay in Cairo. And most of the other people in Shanghai, the, the majority, were, were from more Lithuanian backgrounds. Right. Right. Which I don't have to tell you. Right. Uh, you know, Torah learning. So he, he would say it like sardonically. He'd be like, I would probably be a Rosh had I learned. I feel bad that I, right. you know, I wasted those years. <laughs> but he came out with money. So he came out with money. He was already a little bit ahead of the generation of survivors. He, he, he told us openly. So the rest of them didn't have the luxuries that I had to do for the community because they were just trying to get a roof over their heads, you know, and, and trying to stabilize their families. He was about five, 10 years ahead of them because he had some money already, which he invested into business. And then he was able to do for the community faster. Amazing. Great picture, by the way, of him with your grandfather in the book. Yeah. They, they were, you know, sitting with him. I, I wrote this in, in the introduction. I started with him in 2012. My grandfather had passed away in 2010. And for me, it's therapeutic because there were a lot of elements in him. Uh, yeah. that they, they were best friends, of course. Yeah. And and they had that same uh sense of humor, the wisdom, yeah. a little bit of uh, the sweet cynicism, the tremendous understanding and astuteness into people, percept perceptiveness about people, and uh, and the the inability to fight. They're not gonna neither of them ever had a fight with anybody. But, but both of them were in business their whole life, so both of them were in Afghanistan their whole life, and I don't think any of them had an enemy. Unbelievable. What a statement that is. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's strong besters with us book is called Bava Benny. You know, a lot of people in this audience love Jewish music. Uh, tell us about the encounter he had with Ben-Sion Schenker. Right, so his musical love, he was naturally talented, and he would tell me how he, he grew up in Lodz. But there was the big show, the great synagogue, which is probably more like a synagogue today. High feelings, a choir, a chazan, and they would go there as well. And the chazan identified that he was somebody with a great voice. He was a child of eight or nine. So he insisted that he join him in the choir. So I said to me, I'm going to play him for days. So they taught him to read notes. That was part of the skill set of being in the choir. Wow. So that gave him an ability, which was unique. Yeah. He said later, in, in 1939, in 1940, the Mazda was Roma. And again, Vilma was a city of refugees. They were all on the run from their parents. All these Bachum in, in, in uh, Mir and in Lublin and Lubavitch, all these Bachum, you know, Vilma was... For a time, anyhow, it was an international zone, so it was a safe place to be for Bachman. All the yeshivas were there. Right. The Prime under his wing. And he, because they had nothing, they had nothing to lift them up. But Muslims who have a tish, even the ones who were in Hasidim, was their therapy. They would sit Friday night and they would listen to the singing, and that would just give them the sense that things could be better and things would be better. And he the Muslims would compose songs, but who knew them? But the Fishoff was able to write notes. So after Shabbos, he'd write these down. And he said, years later, he, there was a yard set to do for the Mazat and he came with the notes of those of those songs from the Pian Shanker. It's a he recorded them. It was a gift from 40 years ago. He walked in in the 80s, and he said, here, this is a gift to you. They ever made up the song in 1940 in Doma. And, Unbelievable. And he brought that world back. Unbelievable. That, that whole story is, is just amazing. The book is called Ba'ava Beni, Rabbi Chiel Ben Sion Fishoff, A Story of Dignity, Generosity, Wisdom, and Warmth, Yisrael Besser. Why name the book Ba'ava Beni?
why why was that the title? Because why is that the title? Uh, yeah, we were trying to find the title. You know, Bob Stucker is so limiting what he does. Although he was a generous philanthropist, and we write a lot about death, the evolution, and a lot of pointed messages and lessons. So go ahead. No? Yeah, go ahead. You're there. Sorry. Sorry. I, um, and you know, I, I would always mind. This man was 94 when we worked together. And he had an iPhone, and I don't know if you remember, before WhatsApp, there was BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> yes, I you know, do BBM. remember. Yeah. I was like, before, so plus he had a BlackBerry, and he had BBM. He had, like, it was like a internal, like, uh, communication yeah. of BlackBerry that nobody had. I, teenagers and younger people, and people, I didn't know people who were 50 or 60 who had it, let alone 94. And he had <laughs> BBM. He was, like, he was texting, he would write to me, like, uh, thank you so much, S-O-O-O-O-O. Like my daughter, like a teenager. <laughs> you know, he was so young and so vibrant and so he was very he was a very adorable man. So he, he would sign off a lot of his texts or emails or, or later it was WhatsApp. Be a have a Benny, love Benny. So my, in my head, because what happened is I would sit with him, I would he would talk. I would go home with the recordings, we'd write it up, and I would send it back to him. And then we would go back and forth right. by email, refining it. He'd say, you know, I'd write, I'd like to explain this point. A lot of the book is just meandering and reflections and using something, which are, which are worth reading because he was a wise man, but they're not per se history. So we did a lot of back and forth, you know, uh, with a lot of communication digitally, and he would sign off via Hava Benny. So in my head, so when I was thinking of the title, I was like, how do I encapsulate everything that's meandered because it's a book? But stuff. It's a book about Shalom Bias. It's a book about your children. It's a book about how to do a successful second marriage if somebody is in that situation. And, and two families, you know, joining together. Right. It's a book about business. The only word I could think of is the, is the Ahava that, that epitomizes everything he was doing. He just loved people. He loved I life. Love I love he it. loved the I love it. He, 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 lo- he loved his people. He loved his family. He loved the fact he was able to support others. I love it. Bava Benny. Simple as that. So when you're on the air and we are discussing biographies that you write, I normally say to you uh, that I regard this biography as a Musser safer. Can I, uh, can I put that in, can I put this book in that category as well? Somebody close to a Flapper told me that today he got the book and he, he read most of it all. It's after about several hours. He's reading. Right. He said, he doesn't waste a minute. He learned, of course, he took right. He's answering silence. He's a very busy person. He's a Pisces in areas that others won't touch. Right. His phone is ringing all day. He has no time. He's a drug. She said, what are you talking about? This isn't a book. It's a safer. And that's what Dabakon, who knew Benny Fishoff. Wow. You know, who knew him? He, you know, Dabakon told this person, they sent me a recording, Benny Fishoff would never go into business with another Jew if he wasn't sure that the other guy was also making money. That means, I'll do a deal with you. But I need to know how you're making money, too. If, if, if you're not having something, I'm not, he wouldn't do a deal where it was only good for him. Right. Not that the other guy didn't lose work enough. The other guy had to also be making it. That means there had to be a way that is beneficial for both of us. So I'm not doing the deal. That sort of person. Amazing. So I guess uh, the answer is yes. We can call this a muster safer. Certainly in the Siegel Besser realm that we've been discussing over the years. <laughs> For sure. You like that? A new category. Um, the, uh, the Siegel Besser sorry. realm. I'm in. <laughs> Rabbi Achiel Benzion Fischoff. Benny Fischoff. Book is called Bava Benny. Check it out, everybody. Israel Besser's the author. Go to our friends at artscroll.com. Order the book. Get your discounts, your free shipping with promo code radio. You know the rule. Every time you go to artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio. Tonight, Rabbi Besser, the holiday of miracles begins. And uh, the Jewish people do need some miracles. There's a lot to be um, 
there's a lot to hope for, a lot to pray for. We got to say Alanisim with greater kavana. We have to say Matir Asurim with greater kavana. We have to make sure to keep our brothers and sisters in mind. And I don't mind saying all of that on Erev Hanukkah with you on the phone because you've just uh, given us some insight into somebody who um, no doubt cared for and worried about his brothers and sisters all over the world on a daily basis. And that, of course, is uh, Benny Fishoff. So quite appropriate for this Erev Hanukkah, in my opinion. Sure. And I thank you. You mentioned this. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're out of time. No, go ahead. Yeah, I am. But go ahead. What are the songs? What are the songs he composed? We Baladach was recorded by Mordechai and David. I wrote there that he his wife was ill and he was in Manhattan for Shabbos for the Ramadan. When he was out at one of the nearby shows, I think with parties, I believe. And he was saying Nishmah that he reached his words. We Baladach in Latin America. There is nothing but you. There's nobody else who could help us. There's nobody else who could save us. Paida, Umata, Umafanis, you redeem us and you save. There's nothing but you. And he got to these words, he said, and he was so consumed by that there's only that reality. His wife was sick. She was so sick. Couldn't look good for her. And he just went into the zone of there's nothing but the Bajon and whatever he wants will be. And whatever he decides will be that, you know, into those kind of thoughts. Amazing. And the song came out. He said he was so engaged in the words that they called him up for an aliyah. He was still in Nishmas. He hadn't gotten past Nishmas yet, half an hour later. Mm-hmm. So you're mentioning the situation that Clyde Israel finds ourselves in now. There's nothing else except and we should see that. I'm just thinking of this Kofishoff. And, and we, as a nation, should see that redemption and salvation. Amen. On an individual level and on a public level. Amen to that. Good message for an era of Hanukkah, and if only everybody would realize that he's the only one we could depend on in reference to the one above, uh, we would uh, we'd be we'd be making a lot of progress toward the ultimate goal. Rabbi Besser, um, a Chag Urim Sameach, a Freilich and Hanukkah to you and your entire family. Pleasure, like I said, I learn new things every time we talk. It's always a pleasure to. Communicate with the great interviewer. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that very much. Be well. Happy Hanukkah. Yisrael Besser. Book is called Ba'ava Benny. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. It's Erev Hanukkah at JM in the AM. folks full schedule today yes he's wide thursday live lunch at 11 a.m 6 30 p.m for uh 
Simon Jacob and the Kosher Terroir, 7 p.m. Mark Zamek hosts the Arab Shabbos Hanukkah show with uh, our friends at Kedem. Tani Gutterman with Tani Talks Parsha at 10 p.m. tonight. Coming up next, Charlie Harari at 10 o'clock. Dave Kufeld is uh, Allison's guest. And at 10.30, Miriam Alwalek with her favorite Hanukkah songs on this era of Hanukkah. Achena Yisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AchimSingle.com on the AchimSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday era of Hanukkah here at JM and the M. Tomorrow, make sure to be tuned in. Um, I don't know if Malcolm's going to be able to join us tomorrow. He's traveling. But we do have a special guest lined up in the 7 o'clock hour. So make sure to be tuned in on the first day of Hanukkah tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. Enjoy the candle lighting, the dreidel game, the sufganiyot, the latkes tonight, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Chag Urim Sameach. Afrelech and Hanukkah. Let us hope for the miracles that we need. And let us hope that the, um, the darkness of captivity ends for our brothers and sisters who are hostages. And that they enjoy the light of freedom ASAP as Hanukkah approaches. Have a fabulous day and a wonderful Hanukkah. Until tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.